Episode 78 of the Thunder Underground Podcast. My name is Trent, and I'm joined by Jason. What's going on? Not much. I'm excited. You, why are you excited? Because half or two-fifths of Sons of Texas is here today. Oh, I know. That's badass. Yes. Yeah, we got John Olivares returning to the podcast. Of course, of course. And this time, Jess DeHoyas is with him as well. Yeah, that was great. That was awesome. Yeah, both guitarists from Sons of Texas. If you've listened to us for any length of time, you know we're big fans of this band. Yeah, they were our number one album of uh, 2015, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, go back to the, I don't know what number it was, but the last episode of 2015 was our best of, like anyone in this position does. You gotta That's right. That's tell right. everybody what your favorite is. And ours, of course, was Sons of Texas. Yes. Was number one on the list. Of course. Above things like Night Flight Orchestra and <laughs> Winery Dogs and... What else? Other great stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It, it, it surpassed all of that. Yeah. Because that album is just that damn good. Yes. So that is one album that if you do not have yet, you must get. <clears throat> of course. Yeah. Well, let's talk. We'll talk more about that here in just a bit when we get into that interview. But before we do that, we want to talk about a couple other things and, of course, play some music. Yeah, yeah. You want to play the music first? Yeah, let's get into the tunage. All right. This is a band out of Phoenix, Arizona called Expansion Theory, and this track is called Black Eye of God, and it's the title track from their forthcoming album. So check this out.
That was Black Eye of God from Expansion Theory. That's the title track on an album they've got coming out soon, so be look, be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, they've got other stuff up on Reverb Nation you can check out. Yeah. I think that song is a good calling card for um, why they're called Expansion Theory, because you got to expand your mind, really, with this. It's like exactly. a lot of stuff's going on. And there it's it a, is. a lot of good stuff, you know. It yeah. starts out System of a Down-ish, then goes into that break, you know, that real heavy you know, metal stuff and it's just back and forth and it's, it works well together. It sounds great. You know, you can't ask for much more than that. Yeah. It kind of has this uh, hard alternative thing going on and then it just, and then it just kicks in and just, uh, turns your brain to mush. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, that's really a good thing when it comes to music. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and there's just a great band and you know, we've, they've came on our radar quite a while ago when we were just kind of, doing Instagram stuff or whatever, you know? Right. And, uh, so we're glad to finally get them on. Uh, and, uh, just so you know, uh, when you're looking them up on Facebook or your nation, uh, it's just X expansion theory, no E just X P A N S I O N. There you go. Yep. And, uh, that's how you'll find them. And, uh, you know, definitely hit these guys up and, uh, check out more of their stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like we said, they're on Reverb Nation. You can listen to their stuff and be on the lookout for this album called Black Eye of God. Yes. I can't wait to hear the whole thing. Yeah, and I'm sure once it comes out, we'll bring you a review or something. Oh, for sure. Like we tend to do. Yes. And speaking of that, there's a review up of Screaming Red Mutiny's new EP, which is another thing you guys need to check out if you have not yet. That's right. Uh, Go read it and then listen to it. Yes. Or listen to it and then read the review. (laughs) Or just listen to the damn EP. Uh, you know, that's the most important thing because it fucking rules. Right. All right. Well, first off, yesterday, I guess. Yeah. We can say because this is coming out after we're recording, <laughs> whatever. No one needs to know the behind the scene details here. But yesterday, <laughs> Temple of the Dog. Yes. <laughs> announced five tour dates. And that kind of shocked me, kind of came out of the blue because I'd seen all this stuff about this reissue of the album you know for the 25th anniversary it's you know they're releasing it like you know people tend to do a ton of different ways oh yeah double cd with all the extra stuff a four lp you know or a single regular one you know with just the remastered album all that stuff for the 25th anniversary and if you know anything about it you know they never went on tour i think they played like a show or something back then once you know if i remember right so it kind of blew up on the internet because everybody was going nuts. And it kind of sucks that if you're in the middle of the country, there's nothing around here. There's no Chicago, Denver, Texas, anything like that. It's all New York, Philly, California, and Seattle. Yep, coastal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something to definitely think about. They're all in November. I mean, I know the chance that I do, it's kind of slim, but I'm considering it, so... Hey, why not? We'll let you know if it happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was one of those things when I, when I thought about it, I'm like, well, yeah, why not? All those guys are still around and they still play. I'm surprised it hadn't happened sooner. Right. Uh, so, I mean, uh, for you know, I never really got much into that record, but for people, people love that shit. So I'm really happy that they're getting back together. They're going to make a lot of people happy. Yeah. I wish they'd do a little bit more than five dates, but, you know, whatever. You never and, know. And, 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 yeah. They're going to all sell out instantly. So oh, yeah. 
it could be one of those things that they do it again next year or in a few years or something. Yeah. And you said, well, you know, Seattle, you bet Eddie Vedder comes out. Yeah. Sings Hunger Strike, yeah. That'd be my guess if he's going to do it anywhere. Yeah, it'd be Likely there. would be there. Probably. Would make the most sense. They're also playing Madison Square Garden, so that's another. Yeah, that is. Um, I, I think the other four dates were all like theater, like big theaters. Yeah. Except for New York, for some reason, as in Madison Square Garden, which they could fill it up. Oh, they'll fill it. It's just kind of weird that they didn't do the other towns in big places as well. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, that is weird. But yeah, so looking forward to that, you know, that, or at least seeing seeing live footage, because you know there will be abundance of it. Oh yeah, be on the lookout. I bet they do a DVD and all that crap. Yeah. I bet they do that. It'd be smart, because it's easy money. Yeah, Yeah. especially (laughs) if that is all they're going to do. Yeah. Maybe they'll pull out some some Mother Love Bone tracks because they could because Cornell could pull it off. Most yeah. people couldn't pull off Andrew Wood vocals and get it, do it justice, but if anyone can, it's Chris Cornell. It's Cornell, that's right. right. Yep. Well, something else of note is yes. recently Trivium announced this tour. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I'm glad we're talking yeah. about this. Sabaton and Huntress. It's not even like I love Trivium, but. This is kind of like when Lamb of God went out with, with Clutch and COC. COC. It's like, it's like I, holy fuck. As much as I love the headliner, I love the two openers even more. Yeah, I know? know. And it's like, you know, if and Huntress and Sabaton aren't at the level that Clutch or COC are to where, you know, the general music population yeah. knows who they are. So that's, and but they're both bands that are just extremely amazing live. Uh, yes. If the, yeah. not just on record as well, but, you know, they're just... They're two bands that were meant for the live setting, in my opinion. Yeah. So it's just kind of kind of exciting to see them get on a tour like that with Trivium, you know, that, you know, has kind of gained a good following over the last few years. So Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and I really like uh, Trivium's approach they've taken with, and look and look how look how it's helped them. I mean, they came around, you know, at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the year, sorry, uh, at the Vanguard, and now they're at Canes. I mean, they're, they're kind of, you know... They, they're focusing on this. They're focusing on the U.S. and they're really pounding it, and I think it's helping out. And uh, you know, to have a bill like Sabaton and Huntress, I mean, that's insane. I mean, and it's super smart, and uh, they'll fill the Kings Ballroom. I know they will. Yeah. And uh, you know, Jill Janis is just an insane front woman. I mean, I, it's it's it sucks that we're not going to be there, be here to see it. Right. You know, because we'll be, what, in Dallas yeah. for Slayer and Anthrax. But uh, but still, well, I mean... I mean, we've thrown the idea around because the Dallas date of that tour is the night before Slayer and Anthrax. Oh, that's and right, Angels, yeah. So we'll see. We'll we see. Might, you know, we yeah. might be able to make that. But, I mean, that's just a... That's one of those... I mean, just all, all around, there's not a... There won't be one disappointing note played that night at right. all. You know, so, I mean, it's just... Uh, and I'm really glad that those, you know, that Trivium has taken those two bands out. Those are two bands that need uh, exposure in the U.S. and they need more, you know, they just need more hype because they're that damn good. Yeah. And it's another one of those tours that it's a good, you know, all three bands are set themselves apart from each other. Yeah. They, none of them are really the same style at all. Yeah. But it seems to work, though, too. Yeah. You know? I yeah. mean, it works yeah. well. and Yeah. You know, they could cross audiences easily with the. I mean, we like all three of them. A lot of people like all three of them. 
So no, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we saw Sabaton with what Iced Earth. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They were awesome. They were badass. Yeah, Swedish power metal at its finest. Yes, at its very finest. Yeah, so. which is something we've mentioned a billion times. It's like, I don't know what goes on in Sweden, but if there's a band from Sweden, I don't even have to hear them without knowing that they're going to kick ass. Yeah, yes. Before you hear them the first time, it's like every band from there, whether it's power metal, <laughs> melodic death metal, um, you know, that whatever you want to call backyard babies, that sleazy punk stuff, everything is just kicks ass unbelievable so, so, abba i don't know about that okay, anyway. but there's something in the water up there for sure <laughs> yeah that, that that makes people kick ass when they want to form a metal band right you know but um you know uh speaking of kick-ass metal bands evergrey has a new album coming soon they do oh that's not where you're going no okay, no but i mean <laughs> you know just uh let me do my thing here trent okay uh I came across uh, our buddy Trevor Atree recommended Nails. Right. And so I went and listened to their album, You Will Never Be One of Us. And holy fuck, I'm talking about some heavy, heavy stuff. I mean, this is some evil, uh, just, I mean, it's, it's sludgy, heavy, just punk. I mean, it's crazy. You have to hear this shit. Uh, and they're from Oxnard, California, which is where I'm originally from, so that's awesome. I had to get that in there. <laughs> but, I mean, this is that kind of, uh, you know, it's just like this. It's got this punk, you know, hardcore, you know, but it also has, like, you know, death elements and uh, grind elements. And, you know, I, I what I like about it is it seems to have, uh, like, an earthy vibe to it, an organic vibe in in the the guitars the sounds of the guitars it sounds sounds natural you know not like i don't know if that's a, a good way to describe it but i mean to me that's what that's what i see in here when i you know you know when i press play and uh i'm you know i really don't get into a lot of these kind of bands i i admit but i mean their songs are just like short and just caustic as fuck and i mean it's just brutal stuff like all the songs are really short and then like the very last song is eight minutes long <laughs> like for real and it's just i mean it's it's just uh wicked stuff and it was just such a joy to listen to i mean it was just uh to the point and succinct and i mean you j you gotta hear it you know right i mean if you like you know if you like stuff like uh you know high on fire and uh i mean you know, I mean, just, but even heavier and, and more growlier. I mean, it, it was just insane. So, Nails, they kick ass. Thanks to Trevor for recommending it to me because I <laughs> love that record. Yeah, and that's that's one that over the past month or two, I've seen that name pop up like tons of times from different, yeah, just in different places. Uh, people mention them or, because like, I guess that album's got some hype to it. And, yeah, they're really getting a buzz going. Yeah. Because you... They they cross all these subgenres without sounding corny, and without you know sounding forced. It's just insane. You nice. Know? Well, I'll definitely check that out. Yes, yes, you must. <laughs> <clears throat> well, got anything else you want to mention before we start talking about Sons of Texas? I know. I think we should start talking about Sons of Texas. All right. So last week, Sons of Texas came to Tulsa and played the Shrine. Yeah. And way back on episode twenty. 
We had John Oliveris on as a guest whenever Sons of Texas was playing the Brady opening for Buck Cherry. Yeah. And it was cool. That's one That's one of the ones we had a little bit audio issues just because it was real windy. Oh, it was right. before yeah, I had the yeah, windscreen we on the that. mic and all that stuff. And, <laughs> but it's still, you know, it's still listenable. It's one of our early ones. It was cool. Yeah. You know, oh, and, definitely. So here we are. What is that? 58 episodes later. And we've got him back. Yeah. And this time we've got. Jess DeHoyas, who's the lead guitarist as well. Yeah. And just seeing these guys live again, you know, we've seen them several, you know, three or four times now, and this one finally get to see them in a headline gig. They had, you know, several local and Tulsa and Oklahoma City bands opening for them. Yeah. And, man, I got to tell you, I've... I've been waiting to see Locust Grove just based off of, like, a YouTube video I watched of them like from a few months ago and then something else I listened to and I was really hoping to see Morocco, Oklahoma and then if, you know how that goes. Oh yeah. No Ended kidding. up missing them because of whatever reason. All kinds of shit going on. And so when I saw them at the shrine it just knocked me on my ass. Like, really? That good? Yeah. It's just one of those bands you just like even if you for some reason didn't like the music which if you didn't you're just probably a jerk off with no soul because <laughs> this is just like badass to the core. Um, you just got to enjoy watching these guys because yeah. it's one of those bands where like all four of them, you know, headbanging, like moving all over the place. You know, the drummer, you know, is just the same way headbanging the whole time. Like, That's great. You know, and it's just, it's just hard to put into words. It's like without just saying badass or just like <laughs> whatever, you know, Yeah. it's just that straight up power groove rock and. Zane Smith is a master of that. We know that because Annie Morton was great. Yeah, Annie Morton was badass. And this is just kind of an extension of that, you know. Okay. It's just really cool, you know. And I talked to him for a little while after the thing was over. And hopefully we can get him on here to talk about Locust Grove and whatever else he's got going on. I know he's got a studio in Oklahoma City. Yeah. And they're just, just an exceptional live band. And, in fact, Sons of Texas is playing... Oklahoma City, to, well, tonight, yeah, last well, night now, and Locust Grove's open for yeah, them again right. there. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So, anyway, can't wait to see them again. Of course, of course. And then Blackwater Rebellion was there as well. We've seen them before. Cody Slane's been on the podcast as well before. Yeah. That's another good one. And, you know, these guys are just, they just got this really cool vibe because they set themselves apart from, you know, most hard rock bands because they've got this solid hard rock sound but then cody slane brings that you know his vocals are more angsty and you know they fit that kind of 90s era stuff yeah. that, that we know from our podcast and stuff that he's really all his influences yeah you know or those 90s alt rock all you know that kind of stuff and he really flows along that vibe with his vocals and he but the music is more of just your you know kind of hard rock metal thing and it's just kind of cool because it it sets itself apart in that way. Yeah. Rather than just being, you know, just another standard rock band with a dude up there singing, you know. So it's... But you know that. You've seen them. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's been a while that, that I've seen them. But, I mean, I know that, you know, they're awesome. So, uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, and speaking of Cody Slane, Scorned is recording right now. That's great. And I know that... They had posted that they were recording with John LeCompte in Arkansas. Yes. And if you're not familiar with that name, you know, he was in Evanescence and 
Now he's in We're the Fallen. He's in Nomura, who we played on the podcast here a few months ago. Yeah. And of course, he does production work, and that's why they're working with him. Well, it's going to so, yeah, sound great then. Yeah, I mean, that's a great sign, too, you know, that they're they're already working with someone of that stature. And so I'm really looking forward to hearing new stuff that Cody's got with Scorn as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, how was Sons of Texas? Well, you know the answer to that. You've seen them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You've that's seen right. them before. Okay. And this yeah. was, of course, even cooler because it's in a smaller environment. I know. I hate, you know, it sucked that I missed it. My work schedule's been all over the place. And, you know, most, most, most nights I got to be in bed early because I got to get up early. I know. You had to get up at 4 a.m. or whatever. Yeah, I know. So you had more shit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it'll sync up. I'll, I'll see him again, I know. But uh, yeah, I, I can only imagine. I bet they kicked all kinds of ass. Yeah, they played <clears throat> They played a majority of stuff from the, the debut album. They played a new song, I think. Really? They played, um, they did kind of like a blues jam thing, which Jason Carroll posted on YouTube. Yeah. And she tagged in, I think. So go I watch that. Yeah, I'll have to see it. Great stuff. And, you know, that blues jam really shows off, you know, Jess DeHoyos' uh, guitar skills and stuff. And it's, yes. You know, this is just a energetic, you know, it's kind of like I said about Locust Grove. All five of these guys are really into it, and they're just, you can tell oh, they're man. having a great time. Yeah, I love this band, and yeah. seeing them live is just, uh, it, it's, it just amps up the record so much. It's, uh, it's what they're made for is a live stage, you know. Yeah, just that, and their sound, you know, is, you know, they're not, reinventing the wheel or anything but they're combining stuff and they're making a fresh sound that like isn't isn't in today's scene at all you know yeah and what was that that do you remember what john called it when we talked to him um power power blues metal i don't remember what it was i have to go back and listen (laughs) it was awesome though (laughs) yeah because i remember commenting on it yeah (laughs) Uh, um well you will all find out here shortly that's right how was the new song that was great i can't remember the name but i just remember it. it was great awesome well you know i'm glad these guys are are, they just keep hitting the road they're going to europe they're going to japan i'm excited for them i really am i just want to see them just keep going up and up i mean that's another thing we talked to them last when was that september i think it's when it was september october and you know they only had like one thing lined up at that point and since then they've just been non-stop yeah. on these opening slots or doing headline dates in between yeah it just gets better and better and yeah so it's been continuous you know for well like a year and a half now yeah yeah no and kidding. like they mentioned you know they're already working on another album so it's it's just going to be a continuous cycle so hopefully this builds them up and more people hear about them because this is one of those bands that should be you know, filling up theaters and going on their way to arenas, hopefully. You know, that's like they're badass. You're damn right. Well, let's just do it, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, here's John and Jess from Sons of Texas. I think I remember that actually. Yeah, it's from my mom. She was in New Mexico and all that kind of stuff. I've met so. you before then, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've killed a lot of brain cells, especially recently. <laughs> Me too. So dude. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, congrats on the, the coming child. Oh, yeah. thank you so much, so man. Recently. 
Super excited about that. When when she do? Uh, at the end of November, uh, so the twenty fourth to be exact. But hopefully we can hold it off until like we get back from Europe, which is the twenty seventh. So, <laughs> crossing fingers on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, speaking of Europe, yeah, you just announced that tour with Soil and Saliva. Yeah, super excited. So, like, uh, is this the first time you toured with either one of them? Yeah, yeah, man. We yeah. played once with Saliva uh, in the Valley, which was Rocktoberfest or Oktoberfest. Yeah, so we we it wasn't really like a tour with them or nothing like that, but it was a lot of fun though just to watch them live. So it's cool that we're gonna be able to go and see them every night and and you know get to be in England and check out all the yeah a lot of firsts, man. First time touring with each band and first time going overseas. So. That's we're gonna say that's your first time going over the pond, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah man, <laughs> over crazy. the pond. Yeah. We're gonna come back and we're gonna be like a British band. Yeah. <laughs> just watch yeah, you the songs. Yeah, <laughs> pick up the accents. <laughs> <laughs> have you got yes. response from, from yeah, fans over yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Messages I mean, from over there, man. Yeah, like a fucking, um, as soon as we announced the tour dates or whatever, even before that, I, I guess they were releasing the music over there. Uh-huh. And uh, we got some people that were like, hey, I just saw you guys are fucking coming to England, UK, and all that shit. We're like, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm from over here. I'm fucking stoked. Can't believe y'all are coming this way, whatever. I'm like, shit, man, it's fucking awesome. crazy. It's, so really cool, yeah. it's gonna be cool, man. Yeah. yeah, well, and you've got Loud Park, too. Which Loud Park is fucking awesome. That's gonna be sweet, man. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to that. The albums have been doing really well from uh, as an import in a Tower Records store in Japan. So yeah, yeah. That's so, how that's how we ended up getting on the whole Wild Park Festival offer. You know? Yeah, and I think I think somebody got a a handful of them here and just imported them over there, and started fucking selling them and shit. So fucking, I guess Sony Japan got heard of uh, hold of it, or heard about it, and they were like, "Hey, can we, you know, actually distribute the right way?" Whatever. Yeah. We're like, "Fucking, let's do it, man." You yeah. Know? Yeah, it's one of those places people want to break into because those fans yeah. are passionate yeah yeah oh yeah Fuck yeah man yeah because yeah you can get over there and do do like a nine nine day tour of one country like that you know yeah that'd be great man <laughs> i remember watching the uh the walk with me in hell documentary with from i'm a god yeah and they're in japan and it just looks like they're having a blast over there man yeah man it's <laughs> cool and one thing i'm looking forward to is trying actual food and beer from over there you know what i mean like just <laughs> yeah, try their their exactly. their kind of stuff they're like all right i've had some of this shit let's go fucking try some of their shit yeah, you know yeah. Stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah let's see if sapporo sapporo is like their bud light shit. I, I bet you they'll sapporo. probably fucking snark at it and be like that's not even fucking good that's beers so here yeah. try this shit you know like yeah well so you said you guys were doing an interview with someone Earlier, yeah, yeah. Band. It was uh, for Young Guitar Magazine, actually. So okay, yeah, one was for Burn Magazine, and the other one was for Young Guitar. It was, like, via Skype, so it was, like, weird. I thought it was going to be video, but it's just audio. Mm-hmm. And uh, just asking us questions about, you know, upcoming stuff and, you know, the record and, you guitar know, going gear. to Jap- Japan, guitar gear and all that kind of good stuff, so... Nice. Pretty cool, man. Cool, cool. So there wasn't like a language barrier. Someone spoke English. Well. No, she okay. had the accent, so you could hear that she was from over there. But it's just she could, you would still like understand what the hell she was saying. Yeah, of course. She had good English. Sometimes you can't, dude. Sometimes it's like, what the fuck are you saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that but trying to hype Loud Park? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Not that it fucking needs hype. You got a right. bunch of big yeah. guns yeah. on there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, Scorpions, yeah, I right? I saw it. that. Yeah. White snake, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah man. I think kill switch is on that shit too. Kill switch, yeah. Yeah, speaking of soil, we had Ryan and Tim on podcast a few months ago. No way. Yeah, and they uh, both of them are pretty anti Spotify. 
and I was just wondering what your guys' opinion was being a new band that's coming up in this era. To be honest, I don't have enough information on that to have a fucking solid opinion. You know what I mean? For me, it's just like, on the one hand, it's, it's you know, promoting your music, and there's people that get a hold of it that way. But on the other hand, it's like that, from what I understand, they're, like, fucking not paying you what they're supposed to or some shit. So I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't have enough information to base a proper opinion on it, you know? Yeah, I know that's... Yeah, you hear so much about people getting paid pennies per song yeah, to yeah. the artist and the songwriter. Point four cents for yeah. YouTube's <laughs> the same way, I guess. But yeah, I guess the only cool thing about it is that you know the more listeners you have, and people finding out about you, the more chances of them coming to a show and actually buying you know merchandise and yeah. you know buying tickets and getting getting uh, that venue to bring us back to that town. So that's that's the only positive thing I think. You know, people getting their hands on our music a lot easier. You know, yeah. through Spotify and through word of mouth and stuff like that. Yeah, I would think anyone in a like your guys' position, a younger band, that would help. Yeah, as maybe like soil, it's more of a hindrance because they were used to making money off album sales. But yeah, so um, we we got into the game already when it was music was like album sales were on the decline. So we don't expect a lot from album sales. Yeah, I, think I think we're so finally yeah, gonna get like low. It's kind of like yeah, you know, roll so with the bunches and shit. We weren't expecting yeah. to, to get rich right away or anything like that. So I think we're finally gonna get like a. A royalty check sometime later this year for baptized. It's gonna be like two years being later. up for a fucking gas tank. You know? <laughs> Get you to the next city if you're lucky. Yeah, as long as people come to the shows. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's the fucking matters. The you know what? Word of mouth is probably the best fucking yeah. you know promotion tool out there. You know, somebody comes to the show with one fucking person, they'll tell a friend, other friend will tell another friend, and it's like yeah. you know they come see it for themselves, and that's how it grows, man. You know, so yeah. that's why we tour relentlessly in hopes that. You know, we'll, we'll create enough of a buzz to, to start to build up a, a fan base, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you know, last time we talked to you and you were like, man, we're hoping some stuff comes up. And now it's like there's all kinds of stuff that's came up. So oh, yeah. Just, just through just, you know, pounding it. You know? Yeah. 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 And, I mean, constant work, and, man. Just grinding it the fuck out. That's, that's word of mouth from the inside. Like bands, managers, and venues talking about us. And it being easier for us to come back to venues on certain tours, you know? So that's... That's where it's benefited us being, you know, the, the way we are with, with the venues and the crew and stuff, you know. Like, Machine Shop is one of, the, one of those yeah. places. You know. Man, Sons Texas are cool. They're really nice guys. We're, 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 we'll be glad to have them back, you know. So, sometimes it helps it helps the tour get booked in that area, you know. Yeah. So, we've heard. So, yeah. Everybody talks about that place. That's yeah. For a good fucking day. Let me tell you what. I'm going to go. I think every venue in America should take notes from what really? Kevin yeah. Zink and them. And the you know what? It's not just so much the venue, man. It's the people there. Like yeah. you it's said, the Kevin town. Zink, yeah. yeah. Kevin Zink himself, the owner, and his wife, they fucking great people. You'd never know that they were the fucking owners because they walk in there and they're fucking, they got their sleeves rolled up with the rest of the fucking staff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, you know, making sure everything's accommodated and that kind of thing. And not once will you have an issue there. Not once. Well, we haven't. You know what I mean? And every, all the other staff too. Everybody down to like the people that, you know, do security and all that shit. Even the radio station is yeah. with the venue. So every show really? is like promoted yeah. heavily. And you know, it's awesome. You know, yeah, it's not a lot of, yeah. Yeah, venues and the radio stations are like two separate entities. One of the sounds. DJs actually works at Machine Shop, so yeah. she like moonlights, you know, exactly. back and forth, yeah. that kind of thing. And she's there, so she promotes the fuck out of anything that goes out there. Man. Yeah, what a concept! <laughs> yeah. I mean, God, who would have thought, right? Yeah, those exactly. two can help each other. Yeah, yeah there's so many shows that come through here. You know, that, like we go to, and there's like 40 people there, and there should be like 4,000 people, right? Yeah, because right. there's no promotion except the Facebook event page. And, yeah, you know, yeah. hoping your friends know, you know, it's like, exactly. So you guys just uh, recently released Blame Shift as a single, and I thought that was cool that this album's been out over a year, 
you got another single coming out that's not something you see as much yeah. this day and age it's more of a here's the album you pump it out for a month or two and people forget about it so I kind of thought that's a cool concept yeah it's just, you a little know, more old school concept uh, our rep at the label just really believes in us and we're very fortunate to have uh, Eddie Eddie on our team and yeah. pushing the record you know he really believes in us and he thinks that uh, the album can continue to sell so he's behind us getting singles out there we got another single coming out at the end of the year just to carry us into the next album so there's no uh, stagnant water in our careers you know what I mean you don't want the the town and the fans to forget about you so we're gonna have something released like at the end of the year and then hopefully by summer we have the new albums out and we're touring again you know hitting the festivals and all that yeah so. and, and how's that new album coming along uh it's we probably got like maybe 25 percent of it done yeah. uh but we're super excited we got a lot of ideas we're just like you know, like a bull inside of a cage that's been being kicked on the side. We're just ready yeah. to, to bust Yeah, man, out. we already bust did a pre-pro out. session with Josh Wilber, so he's on yeah. board for record number two, which we're fucking ecstatic about, about yeah. man. You know what I mean? Like, the dude's fucking, it was a great experience the first time. And even when we came when he came down to do pre-pro with us, it was just like we picked up where we left off. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I have no doubt in my mind that record number two is going to be just as, if not better. You know? Cool. Is it like uh, just new riffs or stuff that you couldn't fit on the last one, or a little bit? Uh, of both? It's a little bit of both, man. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like for for some of the stuff that didn't carry on to the other record, we might revi- revisit it and see maybe we can tweak it or whatever. But I, I like the idea of new shit. You know what I mean? Just yeah. fresh off the fucking hand kind of yeah. fucking thing. You know, see what comes out. And, uh, and we we did we did some pretty good work. You came down for like what four days something like that. We knocked out like nine tunes or something. Yeah, it was crazy. But. Uh, you know, we we feel like we're all better musicians having been toured, touring over the over the course of the last year. You know, so to to take things that we wrote four or five years ago and put them on our new album is kind of like, well, I think let, let's outdo it. You know, yeah. let's come up with something that'll get people bobbing their heads <coughs> or jumping up and down at live shows or you know stuff that they're going to remember singing when they when they're on their way home. You know, so it's the, some of the those are some of the concepts that we want to tackle on the next album, but. We do want to keep everything the same, you know, for the people that love Sons of Texas for their southern feel, they're going to be happy, you know, for yeah. people that uh, love Sons of Texas because we have ballads and we have a soft side, they're still going to get what they want, you know, and for everybody else who just likes to have a good time, you know, they're still going to be buying the album, you know, <laughs> that's what we're all about. Have you guys been riding while on the road? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The acoustic's in the fucking van right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're working every fucking day, whether it's either... If it's not working on music, working on fucking chops and riffs and that kind of thing, you know, just keep the blood pumping, that kind of thing. So when, whenever we stop, we do come back to a point where we can get electrics and, you know, we can actually work. It's it's there, you know? Oh, yeah. So a lot of the stuff you're writing is on acoustic, to be, you know, when you're writing? Well, when I'm in the van, yes. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, just because I can't fucking have an amp and that kind of shit, <laughs> yeah. so I just I work on the acoustic and just iPhone riff it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the phone is there, you're like, okay, remember that fucking riff? Cool, gotcha. bring it back, you know? <laughs> Played it through some fucking distortion and you know all the great amp sounds and shit. So hopefully, you know we'll, we'll get some good ideas flowing and have some shit done. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know you guys had that acoustic version of Blame Shift. Was that a song that was written acoustically? Or no, you... that was actually the second okay. time they asked us that today, and it was okay. uh, the the. Uh... Sorry to be so. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's cool because because it's it's clarifying, you know. Yeah. The uh, the song was written originally on electric. It was just you know something a uh, riff that I had that. Uh, the, the verse rip band that the damn band then that shit fucking had that and I we brought it to the jam space and we all fucking collectively worked on it and put it together and we were like dude that's a song cool whatever and then they were like you know what we might need to do some fucking acoustic shit 
I don't want it to be the same shit. You know, it's going to sound weird on the acoustic doing yeah. that, that fucking riff and it doesn't have mm. distortion and all that shit pumping behind it. So it's like, let's strip it down, rewrite it, and make it acoustic format. So fucking, I, we worked out the fucking shit on the acoustic and it came out, I think, pretty decent, man. That's, I think it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I, well, I like when, if they've got a, if you've got to do an acoustic, it's cool to do something totally different. Yeah. Like, you know. Exactly. And like you said, it sounds kind of weird when you're playing a, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. If you're doing fucking like, you know, <laughs> triplets and, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. acoustic, you're not really playing acoustic guitar. <laughs> you're not whip out any Deicide songs on the acoustic guitar. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? You're not going to see Deicide playing acoustic set. Glenn is still fucking belting them out and shit, you know? <laughs> well, as far as guitar playing, did you guys re- did you guys play together before Sons of Texas? Oh, absolutely, yeah, man. I, I, I just can't. Whenever me and this guy first met, it was it was him auditioning for a for like a music project we were trying to put together. Because we I, I had been <coughs> looking for a guitarist since high school, and um, you know not a lot of dudes really took it seriously. So whenever I would be like, all right, you know, let's try to play some riffs that you know that I was writing, they would kind of like be earlier or late, or they didn't have the chops to keep up with the triplets. And when I met Jesse, you know, um, we met in the middle with with Lamb of God riffs you know at the time As the Palaces Burn and Ashes of the Wake were out and this guy knew all the fucking tracks you know he was playing them just like Willie and Mark you know and I was like please be in my band <laughs> and he, he, he gave me a hard time at first he's like ah oh, we'll see we'll see what happens you know I, I gotta weigh my options but I knew he had ended up being in the band and, and ever since then uh, we had like a, a tech metal band before we had a deathcore band he had like a heavy metal act you know and then Finally, we were like, dude, let's let's do like a hard rock, you know, southern metal band. And we found Mark as a, as a vocalist, and you know, we wrote this song called Dodging Bullets. And right when we hit those opening notes, we just knew we found our sound, you know. And yeah. from there, we just started writing tracks. You know, Hatchet and Trim were like among the first five songs that we ever had written as as this band, you know. So since then, we've been kind of cultivating that that southern power blues sound, and I think it's just gonna keep getting better over time. So then power blues, I like that. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so as far as playing together, it, you synced up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. It, I mean, like like you said, when we first met, I was I was a little bit off my game, so I was a little bit reluctant to fucking say, "All right, let's jump into it and fucking do it." You know, when I saw this cat jamming with the other one, I was like, "Fuck!" I mean, what they were doing was really tight. You know, like I hadn't seen that before because you know the band that I was in was you know struggling and that kind of thing, and I'd seen other bands in the circuit that weren't as you know functional that way. So when I walked in, I heard them jamming, I was like, fuck, this is a real shit, you know? So when, when he was fucking jamming, I saw his hands, and they worked well together. Usually one guy will be like, fucking, oh, it's all left hand, or oh, it's all right hand. This guy had both, you know, deadly mitts. So I was like, dude, let's do it, man, you know? And uh, it was just, it just worked, man, you know? And shit that he could do that I couldn't, I fucking caught up and tried to do it. And shit that I was doing that he couldn't do, he caught up and he did it. And it was like, let's go, man, you know? Full force. Awesome. That's uh, I, I like the twin get to the two guitar thing. That, oh, yeah. that helps out. I yeah, think, yeah. in bands. Two is always better than one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, not always. <laughs> not always. <laughs> Unless it's dime bag. Right. <laughs> got a question in my head. Oh. No, this is kind of. This may sound kind of corny, but with all the crap that's going on lately. Do you think if everybody just listened to the first few lines of Texas Trim, everybody could be happy? Uh, <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> nah, I don't know, man. Uh, Texas Trim is is a great song. We we love closing our set with it because it's it's got that uh that that vibe that that groove that we bring as a band. And 
we feel like it's just a good way to close the set, to close the album, and you know, it's just. But it's not everybody's favorite song. <laughs> yeah. Some people, you know, not really. My mom's not really into it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> She's more of a September lady, but it is a good set closer though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. We we think it's it's good, man. Especially the ending part where it all fucking just explodes and yeah. we're good. You know, like, let me get you a towel. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys still doing? I'm broken in the set. Uh, we haven't on this tour because we've gone a whole year pretty much doing it every every headlining set. Yeah, it got to the point where people were like, they're gonna fucking do it. Yeah, I'm broken. And we're like, shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a surprise. Yeah, anymore. it's not a fucking surprise anymore. You know, so we're like, eh, let's throw that fucking. Put it in the back burner for now and see what happens. We might work in some new covers or something different just to fucking throw them a curveball, you know? Yeah. We're just not sure exactly what we should yeah. cover, you know? There's been talk of Ozzy, Metallica, or, you know, even some Foo Fighters, but yeah. we still don't know exactly what we want to cover just, just yet. We might completely come out of left field and throw some Lady Gaga or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not. You got to keep it fresh for you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, man, just fucking around. But hey, man, you know, just something that's going to be a, a fucking, you know, something different, yeah. you know? Yeah. Do you guys have a set, like, I mean, I know when you're touring with bands, like, otherwise, whoever, that you got a set for that, but then when you do these headline shows, do you just kind of make it up when you get to the place? You know, you that, was, that was the idea when we first started touring. We're like, yeah, we can we can accommodate to whatever tour we're on. Uh, but we found that no matter what crowd we're playing to, usually the same set will, will surprise people or, or get them into it right away. So we kind of don't change it up too much. We were thinking about changing up the set tonight, but... Usually you have to practice things before you execute it in front of people, <laughs> yeah, so right. we'll see about that, man. I was yeah. actually in the middle of, me and Jesse were working on uh, figuring out what the set pattern was going to be for tonight. Yeah. But, well, I don't know, to change things up last minute is always kind of scary. Yeah. yeah, like a little bit of what he was saying, uh, like when we did the tour with Hender, you know, Hender's got the, the morbidity type yeah. stuff and that kind of thing, so we were like, shit, man, to play and Never Bury the Hatchet or Nothing King or something like that. It's a little bit on the heavier side. I don't think it'll respond well to those kind of people, but I think the fact that they knew what to expect with Hinder kind of threw them through a loop when we threw those tracks and they were like, fuck it, let's just give it a shot, see what happens. It worked. People were like, whoa, yeah. y'all fucking, you know, we're like, shit, fuck yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of guys that are like, my wife dragged me to the show, but you guys were my favorite band of the night. I'm yeah, glad yeah, I saw yeah. you guys. Uh, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it, was, it just goes to show, just be you, man, go out there and do what you fucking love, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Definitely. Cool. So you guys got any album titles? No, they're not going to tell you. (laughs) We've we've had a couple, but I mean, it's so early to tell. I mean, I think it's best to name an album after you've written the songs. Yeah, once you have a concept of what your fucking record's going to sound like, it's better to fucking name it then, you know? Yeah. So next summer, you're thinking? Yeah, that's the plan, but I mean, with with the record deal business and all that stuff it's always you know they, they describe it as like an airport and you have to wait for your plane to take off you know and sometimes you can't just launch a bunch of cds from the label all at once so yeah. depends on who's releasing what at the at that time if it's a good you know if uh metallica or Foo fighters release a big album you know in in may you don't want to be yeah, in that shadow so right we're gonna play it off of that i guess you know but that's that's the time frame we want to record in january and release it like by may or june yeah. Hopefully so you guys, everything falls in the, in the schedule yeah. itinerary and that kind of thing. So yeah, well you've been touring nonstop, and then I assume if you are recording in the spring, that'll be your only break until you hit it again. Pretty much, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. But like I said, that'll put you right know, back in the summer festival circuit. And everything, yeah, hopefully that's what we're aiming for yeah, because man. you know you, you play one festival and you're exposed to hundreds of thousands of people. You know, word of mouth. And, 
you know, especially over over in uh, in Europe, you know, yeah. those festivals can fifty to ninety thousand people showing up. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like I figure, like one festival like that, it's like three months worth of club dates. Yeah. you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, <laughs> gotta go out there. If, if we're fortunate enough to get on them, it'll be a big fucking relief. You know, yeah, be a big push for the album. Yeah, also. absolutely. Yeah, it's just that's one of my bucket list dreams is just to go to like Vakken or download dude but Fuck, I imagine yeah. playing it would be even obviously more insane than that you know? <laughs> Downlo- downloads yeah. on the bucket list for us too yeah. man yeah. Rock like as soon as we fucking you know all that shit you see slip out Stone Sour and all them bands go over there and play you're like just to even fucking go see it yeah. you know yeah. I don't have to play I just want to go see it yeah. <laughs> it's huge like the first row is like so far away yeah. it's insane yeah it's nuts alright well, appreciate your time yeah. hey, shit, thanks for having it's us it's always fun man, man. Yeah. Awesome. thank you appreciate it yeah, thank yeah, you guys there you go, John and Jess from Sons of Texas. Thank you very much to both of them for taking the time out of their evening there to talk to us. And I know they had done a lengthy interview before that, like we talked about in the thing with someone from Japan. And, yeah. you know, he had told me it was going to take a while. So I'm glad that they still made the time for us as well. It means a lot. And we appreciate John coming back and, of course, Jess being here as well this time. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, for the, for them to still fit us in, that was awesome. Uh, you know, these guys are just a class act and, you know, they're pretty complimentary of us and we appreciate that. You know, it was That's very, right. they're very encouraging of what we're doing and we appreciate, we appreciate them and thank you guys for that. And, uh, it's just really cool to have, you know, uh, a band that we really admire and think is really going somewhere and it's just kind of like a, custom made for us really you know the sound that we love yeah uh to to be so uh you know encouraging and so willing to talk to us it's uh awesome so yeah we can't thank sons of texas enough yeah and talking about that john made it known he said anytime they're around hit him up so yeah we, you know you i'm sure you'll be hearing him on here for a third time at some point <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> definitely and just to clarify something real quick, whenever I made that comment that sounded, you know, about Texas trim and I, what I was, I was trying to relate to like the whole race thing because he said, you know, he says in the song, you know, all race and colors, whatever doesn't matter to me. I yeah. think's what he says, you know, so I was trying to be corny way about it, but I think. I don't know if that came across or whatever. So well, there we go. See, <laughs> see, this is Trent. This is why it, I, one day you're going to learn. You leave the funny stuff to me. There you go. Okay. That's right. And, and that's just, that just shows you once again, let me handle the jokey, jokey stuff. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I'm, 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 I'm the big lovable goofball guy. Okay. <laughs> that's my role. That's what I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't pulling, also, I wasn't pulling Deicide out of thin air. He was wearing a Deicide yeah, shirt. Yeah. Deicide shirt. So, so yeah. there's where that relation came in <laughs> for those of you that weren't standing there next to us, which is everybody listening, right? Yeah. All right. Well, like we said, thanks to them and thanks to all the Sons of Texas, you know, for a kick-ass album, Baptizing Rio Grande. Go check it out if you have not. Of I course. promise you, if you like hard rock and metal, you'll dig it. Yes. All right. Well, we haven't mentioned yet com. That's where all the reviews are. All the other podcasts are on there. You can check them out. They're on SoundCloud.com backslash thunder dash underground as well. We've got 77 other ones. We've had guys from Drowning Pool, Soil, Battlecross, Crowbar, Warrant Europe, um, Act of Defiance, Severmind, 
list goes on. Oh man, we've had uh, we just had crane technique. Yeah. Uh, driver. Scattered, yeah. Dr- scattered Hamlet. Uh, senior fellows. Yeah. Uh, gosh, where I you know, like like we said earlier, Cody Slang. Go listen to that one. Uh, we've had uh, smoke offering, forever in disgust, all that kind of stuff. So uh, get into it. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of crowbar, we had Kirk Winstein return, and yes. this episode will be coming this next week. I know, and this is uh, this is this is a big one. This is a big one. That's oh, I think so. You think so? Okay. Yeah, seventy nine will be good. Yeah, and yeah, he's been on here before, and that was great. That's actually our most listened to podcast. Yes. Yeah. So well, it it and and that makes sense because. He is probably one of the nicest people in all these kind of things that we've met. Yeah. One of the coolest dudes you'll ever meet. That's true. Well, underground at gmail.com. Send us your love mail, your hate mail, your MP3s, your naked photos, your desire to buy a t-shirt or a koozie, your, I don't know, your ideas. (laughs) Anyway. We're going to catch shit for that naked photo thing. From who? I, well, true. Yeah. Unless someone that, you know, like some dude sends you a naked photo. Uh, Not me. Probably you. There you go. But that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get out of here before this goes off the rails. Yeah. I think it already did. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.